This episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. For easy and affordable web hosting, starting as low as $7.99 a month, head over to HostGator.com and use the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY for 25% off of your web hosting order. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 45. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Glenn Bove. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and Tumblr. Uh, we had a couple of weeks off, but no, actually, well, technically, I guess we have a couple of weeks off, but I did a, a mini episode last weekend just to, just to throw out all the... Uh, all the deets about what was up on the website and uh, various other things as well. Uh, plugged all of our current uh, spend money and help us out uh, promos and stuff that we've got going on. <laughs> uh, so it's like it's like a 12-minute podcast, and I think eight minutes of it is promo. So everybody, check that one out. <laughs> episode 44, sub-episode A. Never fear, world, we're back up in you full strength this week. <laughs> Got three guys in you right now. Absolutely. Um, I guess we should, uh, I, I think maybe this was a blessing in disguise because we, I think we now officially have proper leeway to discuss the finale of Breaking Bad without uh, people, I mean, I'm sure people are still going to scream spoilers at us, but. Uh, I still can't believe freaking, you know, Walt killed Skyler the baby and the yeah. boy too was it. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely Even with, crazy. With this kid's crutch, too. Just went yeah. full ape shit on it. Uh, Jesse set off a nuclear bomb and blew up the White House. It was uh, just, yeah. you know, this show really jumped the shark at the uh, the final episode, you guys. Hank uh, Hank came back, and it was a crossover episode of The Walking Dead. He was <laughs> crawling course, out yes. of the desert. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, AMC's got to keep those uh, those viewers coming in because... Uh, they're uh, they're pleased for people to watch Low Winter Sun. We're falling on deaf ears, I believe. <laughs> so they they had to find another way to get people to keep tuning into AMC. Um, did you guys have you guys? Hey, this this is driving me nuts because uh, I, I just read about this today uh, and and wanted to talk about this because uh, uh, and actually actually it was uh, in relation to an, an article that Vince Gilligan was uh, responding to rumors about the finale of the show which uh, then prompted me to go look and see what the hell these rumors actually were. And apparently they all started from this, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's uh, this uh, article from this TV critic for The New Yorker. Uh, And then it was followed up on by, of all people, Norm McDonald on Twitter. Uh, Followed up on on this this writer's theory about the show. And uh, Hmm. she, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this at all. Nope, this is oh, news no. to me. Okay, so this is the thing she, she wrote in The New Yorker. She goes, Halfway through, at around the time Walt was gazing at Walt Jr., I became fixated on the idea that what we were watching must be a dying fantasy on the part of Walter White, not something that was actually happening, at least not in the real world of the previous seasons. I mean, wouldn't the finale have made far more sense had the episode ended on a shot of Walter frozen to death behind the wheel of the car that he couldn't start? Certainly everything that came after that moment possessed an eerie, magical feeling. Uh, there's, so this whole idea that um, 
like uh, there were clues scattered all about the episode that when Walt got into the car, uh, the, the, the snowy filled car or whatever, uh, that he actually died from cancer or something in the car or something like that. And everything that happened after that point was like revenge fantasy or something that the audience saw somehow. Uh, weirdly enough, this is picking up more steam than you would think it is to the point that Vince Gilligan actually had to say, yeah, no, that's that's not what the finale was. Uh, to, to me, I was pissed that people would even suggest it because, at least in my opinion, it's one of the best TV shows I've ever watched from start to finish. And why would these dudes who have gone out of their way to just make so many good episodes, the uh, like artfully craft these episodes, and then at the very end they would resort to the absolute worst TV finale trope of all time, the... Uh, the you know, what, yeah the what you I mean it didn't even have to be a dream because they're like oh no no we're not saying it's a dream but it doesn't matter what it was the idea is that all the stuff you just saw doesn't matter it didn't happen it didn't exist it was all in Walter's mind either he was imagining it or hallucinating it or was you know whatever it was and people fucking hate that why would anybody think that that's what they were doing uh I I don't know Pe- people thought like the I guess the consensus around it is everybody thought the show wrapped up too neatly. Uh, I guess you've, you you just it's a lose lose, you guys. If I mean, you ra- if you neatly, wrap up neatly show- would have been Walt living or something. You know what I mean? He died right. like that. You know, granted right. he he won. Uh, you know, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. dude still died. I don't know really how exactly neat that is. Right. I mean, I don't know the 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 talking points on this are. I guess that. Walt was able to Walt was able to get to Skyler without the police ever finding him. He was in the car, but the police never noticed there were footprints leading up to the car, or never tried to, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. That he was able to kill all the neo-Nazi guys too easily, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I, to me, I don't know, you guys. To me, that feels like lose lose. It's like you wrap up the story, you, like you actually end it, and people are pissed. Uh, if you go Battlestar Galactica or Lost, where you don't answer every question, people are pissed. So well, I guess you just never win. I, I think that this is just dumber than shit. I mean, right. you know, why wouldn't the why wouldn't the series finale have the most amazing shit happen? The entire show is not fucking. Re- you know what I mean? It's like right. goddamn. No high no high school teacher is just all of a sudden get a miracle his ass into making the most perfect meth ever ever. You know, kill un in a, like an ungodly amount of gangsters. I mean, right. fucking have a brother in law's deed. None of this bullshit would even remotely come close to happening. So the fact that, you know, he won in the end but it was too neat. Oh, you get shut the fuck up. My God. It, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Gill- Gill- Gilligan's myth debunk says uh whether it's a dream or not, uh he said it's all the whole theory is implausible because Walt would have to have had foreknowledge or uh knowledge about things that he would have otherwise had no idea about. Because like obviously, Jesse was. right? Obviously, we spend time with Jesse and see things that happen to Jesse when Walt's not around. It's like, how would Walt know any of that shit? Mm. Uh, it's yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Oh, maybe uh, when he was dead and floating up to meth heaven, he floated over the Nazi compound and saw Jesse in there. Oh, right. And it's just all of a part of his, you know, his tunnel of light experience. Of course. Uh, to to me, I know people don't hate looking at it like this. People get mad at me when I refer to Captain Kirk as a superhero. Uh, but I mean, but it's fucking true. It's like, uh, you know, he, he does things most humans don't do. I mean, how many people save the world every time they're in a film? You know what I mean? Uh, that's what superheroes do. And to me, this is, that's all this was. 
Walter White was this mild-mannered dude, and when he became Heisenberg, he became a supervillain, and he was like the most evil genius supervillain, so that's why he was able to do any of the shit he did, because he's brilliant, and everyone else is fucking stupid compared to him, and that's why. Uh, people don't want to look at it that way, but, you know, that's what it is. He was a supervillain, and that's, you know, that's how he did what he did. If you just look at it that way, it makes perfect sense as well, so... Uh, I don't know. To to me, I thought the ending was was perfect. I I didn't feel, absolutely. I didn't feel I didn't feel sad that the show was over. Uh, to me, it was perfect uh, when it was done. I mean, because there's shows where you're like, God, I don't want the show to end, and this ended in a way where it's like, I you know, I'm ha- I'm happy with how it ended. It, uh, it was perfect for me, except in one regard. I I do have one lingering question: Is what the fuck happened to Huel? Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys see the image of of Huel that somebody put uh, with like the he's some just like a lonely shot of Huel sitting there on his couch and it's like on his he, couch and he's like when are you guys coming back Yeah, I <laughs> I, I, I just got a T shirt three days ago that's just the the last glance of Huel's face looking confused oh. and it, it's just a, a plain white T shirt that's his face on it and somebody randomly walked up the other day and just goes never forget bro and then just walked away. <laughs> And I was just stunned. I'm like, you know what? That's an amazing fucking point. What happened to goddamn Huel? And it just, I can't stop thinking about it. That might be the saddest thing ever. I mean, he may have like, uh, have you guys ever watched, um, oh, son of a bitch. The the name of the movie escapes me. But uh, uh, my my theory now is that Huel literally is is dead. He just sat on the couch until he wasted away uh, like like an obedient dog waiting for He'd been sitting there a long time. Waiting for those guys to come back. He never got up and left. He was too terrified. And he literally just sat there uh, until he wasted away. Um, That is the saddest thing of all, I I do believe. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes that that does happen. Like, I'm... uh, I guess they don't have to answer any questions about Saul because they're going to do the prequel show and people can just forget about what happened to Saul because we're going to get more Saul. Uh, But still... I want to know what happens to Saul. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like, I, can't we just follow his? Why does it have to be a prequel? Can't we just follow his adventures of like working at the IHOP in Colorado, wherever the hell he ends up, Nebraska? Absolutely. Or he was going. Uh, I'd, I'd totally be excited about that. Uh, but I, I don't think we're ever going to get that. As uh, Glenn, did you? Uh, I presume by now you've had a chance to see the finale. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught yeah, sorry, up. Glenn. I finished finale. It's it's. About thirty minutes after it had aired, I I got caught up, which oh, okay. uh, I I just blazed it that weekend. Um, so I'm feelings, glad feelings. that uh, I'm glad that Breaking Bad's going to lead into the new Need for Speed movie with Jesse. I'm oh, excited because <laughs> you know he rides off in a car and then it kind of looks similar to the car he's driving. You know, around what, in the, the trailer for that movie really does look awesome. Yeah, no, I I was I'm generally I I hope it's good. It looks at, at the very least it's going to be badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just I just love and I think Glenn, you're probably in the same boat as me here that uh, uh, we're we're finding ways to continue uh, one film franchise into another film franchise. Uh, it started yep. with uh, Hit Girl into uh, into Carrie, and uh, and now very clearly here Jesse uh, will be going under an assumed name, and uh, and his he will now live the life of a uh, of a streetcar racer apparently. Uh, and then obviously we can meld that into the Fast and Furious franchise, and uh, we'll have one big, huge conglomeration there. So it all works out, I think, in the end. 
Did uh so I mean what did you think of the finale though? Is that uh where would you rank it in the pantheon of TV finales? Oh, man, well, because I've never watched Sopranos, but uh, I mean it's probably the best finale I've seen. It's uh <laughs> you know way better than Dexter, and oh, of it's kind of like it's the opposite spectrum of Lost. Like I'm probably in the minority. Like I like the Lost ending. Uh, um, same here. Yeah. I mean, it was satisfying in a different way. I think people who complain about the ending of Lost is kind of like, what would you expect? It was Lost. Like, did you think it was going to tie all the loose ends up at the end? No, the, right. the show's never answered anything. I mean, the show is called Lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not called Found. It's not going to sit there and give you everything. Uh, Battlestar Galactic, I felt the same way about, didn't end very neatly, but I, I was totally fine with it. Yeah, for me, Breaking Bad is the, the best finale I've watched that didn't resort to... to to breaking the rules of a television finale, which by the way, the award still belongs to star Trek, the next generation, which was able to uh, have a TV finale without actually doing a TV finale because they were starting a movie directly thereafter. So uh, they didn't really have to really end because the franchise wasn't ending. So uh, as far as actually literally ending a show, this might be the best ending I've seen. I don't know. Aaron, where does it, where does it rank for you? Uh, it's up there. It's really up there for me. Uh, if, if not number one, I mean, I, I'm, I'm scrambling right now trying to just come up with one, uh, off the top of my head that could match it as far as a, a definitive and, you know, to, uh, a franchise. I mean, it, it's gotta be number one. Okay. So let's, uh, let's jump a little bit to, uh, talk about another TV show. Cause Aaron, uh, when, uh, Glenn and I were talking before you hopped on, Glenn was telling me about how he started watching Arrow since it appeared on Netflix. And by the Love way, it. I, I have as well. Where I, I don't, Aaron, uh, you've already. Are, are you watching like season two right now? Or? Oh, I'm I'm balls deep in season two, man. Okay, so uh, Glenn, how how far are you into it, or have you watched it all yet, or are you still? Working I'm like right on there? episode thirteen or twelve. I just got mm-hmm. the um, on the episode where Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, just got introduced. Okay. okay, and I'm not I'm not quite there yet, but uh. If you saw the first episode, nothing was spoiled. Yeah, yeah uh, so. we, we were we were discussing because uh, it, it was a it was a brand new show to me. I don't know, you know, fuck all about Green Arrow. Like, I don't know anything about that character at all, other than it's a DC character. It, it's and, like Batman, uh, but with more archery. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but but the thing that hooked me, as I was telling Glenn, was that I you know a few episodes in, they introduced. Uh, Deadshot, and I'm like, well, holy shit, I know who that is. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky that I know who that is because I've played, you know, some of the Batman Arkham games. But outside <laughs> of that, I probably wouldn't have known who it was. But you know, that gave me something. It's like I know who that character is. I know what he's about. I know what he does. I, et cetera, et cetera. So that gave me something to really latch on to. Is that something that the Shield show is failing to do right now? Because they haven't really done. I mean, obviously, we uh, there's the Maria Hill cameo, and they did the the really goddamn great Sam Jackson cameo, but they haven't really introduced anything else really from Gravitron verse. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Gravitron. I mean, Uh, and there's, there's more characters coming. I mean, I think the, a lot of the, a lot of the super inside stuff they're doing on, on, uh, on agents of shield where they're laying the groundwork for introducing big villains. Like it's obvious to me from the introduction of Gravitron, he will be the season one big villain because, I mean, it's going to take a lot to where they, maybe even an Avenger may have to show up to help them beat him, uh, you know, at uh, at the end of the first season. But, I mean, a, a lot of the, the hints they're dropping, they are pretty inside for anyone who's not a, at least uh, mildly uh, well-versed in, right. in the comic books. Right, right. Uh, 
it's a little inside, but you know, the, the hints are there. And I mean, it's got like super nerds like me, super excited because I mean, there's a lot that they're forecasting that if it, even a 10th of it comes to fruition, it's going to be amazing. What, what arrow, uh, I don't want to say what they do better, but just what they, uh, what they're more open about doing is, is they don't tease a character. They just shove them right through your, you know, right, right in your, uh, right in your face. Uh, Here's Deadshot, and Deadshot's dead yeah, now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like yeah. they got Deadshot. Uh, you know, they uh, count. Yeah, um, uh, China White. I mean, you know, yep. uh, the, the, there's just so many characters from the first season. Yeah, uh, and in the second season also. I mean, you know, not to, you know, the Canaries there. They're shaping up Roy even more to become Speedy. I mean, uh, they're producing more and more villains. The Flash, uh, his his spinoff episode is coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. It leads into his uh, his spinoff show. So I mean, there's a lot where they're really starting to pick it up to where you know it's obvious. Like you know, this is a superhero world, so superhero shit is going to happen every week. Right, and that's cool. I mean, and it's not like it's not happening in Shield. They just aren't going. They just aren't jumping right the fuck out there and saying. I, I think it's not happening in Shield because you know the, the, the Shield. The, it'd be different if the show was based on an actual it was like, like a hero hero. An actual right. hero, exactly. Yeah, then I think they'd have to be forced uh, to do it more. Whereas Shield, like it's Joss Whedon. So I mean, you know, granted the first couple episodes as far as character development were slow, but that's what Joss does. He's not going to tell you what his backstory in the first episode. You got to get like eighteen episodes deep before you're like, holy shit, I totally connect with this guy. I totally connect with this. Guy. I mean, you know, it. Is that, I is that? I, and I I'm already sucked in because I'm such a nerd. But I mean, I. I cannot wait for this show every week. I don't want to push the buttons of any brown coats that may be out there listening. But, is, <laughs> but is, could that actually be a failing of Joss Whedon that you need to stick out like almost the whole first season before you're like, holy shit. And by then, by then it's usually too late for the show. I, I would I would think it, it would be a failing if this is a brand new concept, if they didn't already have, you know, like right. six or seven successful films already right, right. Agreed. Uh, to build on for this. Yeah, then it'd be there's no way it would have gotten picked up for a second season already. Uh, okay. But I think the fact that, you know, he does have Coulson, he's got these people we're starting to care about, and they're tying in all these elements. Like, people are just like, oh, my God. Like, it's almost to the point to where they're starting to get angry. Like, I just want to see fucking Thor or something. Like, you know, they're ready for it. So I think it, it's just, it's only going to get better uh, the longer it goes. Because, I mean, the more people are tuning every week to either shit on it or they wait to see that, you know, uh, someone cool show up, they're going to get sucked into these characters. And they're, they're going to grow on them, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. Uh, speaking of Joss Whedon, uh, Glenn just had a review go up for Much Ado About Nothing. The Joss Whedon take on the uh, the God, I don't know how many. What is it? Three hundred years me old. Five glasses, Glenn. You got to start knocking jobs off that upper echelon. Yeah, and whole. I just I, I can't give it four and a half because it, it just wasn't Son in that bitch. four and a half range. <laughs> and I, I, I see. Well, it is, a, it is a three hundred year thought, old story, so. I also thought Jobs was at a four, so I was thinking if I can at least oh, get some bump it off. And then I saw it was at four and a half, and I, I almost was going to just say, give it five. Just five. Five. Uh, Sharknado, let's redo that review. Make it five. This one, because it. fuck oh, no, you, no, 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 no. Actually, <laughs> oh, no, you guys, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad you, Glenn, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you've. That you uh, you gave much to do about nothing the the score that you wanted to give it the the way that we do the uh, the the uh, the scoring for like the end of the year stuff basically I'll, I'll do an average of reviews so there'd actually have to be another review for jobs on the website yeah, that it's was coming like, motherfucker that was you getting a half at least so <laughs> I would then uh, so I mean if there's like six reviews of jobs on the website I would average the scores. Uh, and do like, uh, you know, if there's only one review, then it makes the list. And if there's a review that a bunch of the staff do, then it would be, you know, a staff uh, choice at that point that if so many people watch it. So it's 
you know, once there's more than one, I usually do a, um, I usually do an average because that seems fair. Looks like uh, I'm writing five reviews for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I've watched it again and I still don't and like. And it got it. worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, you know, uh, it's a 300-year-old story, so there's not much in the way of originality. But what do they what do they do that was uh, different for you? I mean, obviously they did a they they did the uh, I guess what the in thing is for Shakespeare these days, which is to do it in a very non-Shakespearean environment, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's all modern. I mean because it was filmed at Joss Whedon's house. The best thing and. Um, I, it was for me. It was just very nostalgic for being an Angel fan. Mm-hmm. Was seeing Amy Acker and Alexis Denisoff uh, play romantic interests for one another. Because oh. uh, if you ever watched Angel, it kind of uh, their relationship ends at rather abruptly uh, in that show. As in, you know, one of them dies because you know Joss Whedon likes to do that. Right. And right. Uh, so that for that it, that was just nice just to see them because they have really good chemistry. The other thing is the way Amy Acker and Alexis Denisov said the lines, they came out very naturally. Like it, it was just rather, com- it was just common uh, conversation. It was, I would believe them saying that to one another, just the way they delivered their lines. And everyone was pretty good. I mean, uh, Clark Gregg was uh, Leonardo, mm-hmm. and he was good. He was, but he was more classical, kind of over the top. Yeah. Uh, which he's supposed to be kind of a drunk the whole time anyway, so that I mean it, it works for that. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Dogberry is it was just fantastic. Uh, way, I, mean, I don't want to say way better than Michael Keaton's, but a different take. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Michael Keaton was just he just played a drunk sheriff as uh, you know being the idiot character, whereas in this one Nathan Fillion just has that confidence about him, which just made his idiocy more profound and funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just even the little added modern things they would throw in there, uh, just such as uh, them being hey, uh, Nathan Fillion and Tom Lennick. Uh, Tom Lennick's like his right hand man. They're just regular. They're just cops in a modern day. But Tom Lennick has the really awful cop stash, and right. just the way they're doing their interrogation for them, like it's the way they acted out. It's just like an old sixties uh noir style um mm-hmm. so no it was it was it was just really well done and the fact that you know he did it in 12 days is the most amazing part um and by the way you and i are in total agreement with the uh uh the fact that they did this uh for what this is like 12 days they did this for and it was just what they did for fun after the avengers yeah uh that's tremendous i just yeah how, how can you not uh and that's the to me the whole thing. I don't know. It just seems so tremendous. They just did this big, gigantic, uh, super huge budgeted action superhero movie, and then they're like, let's do a Shakespeare thing real quick after this. Yeah. Uh, tremendous. Uh, totally love it. Let's uh, let's delve into the world of Doctor Who real quick because there is so much <laughs> Doctor Who stuff that has happened <laughs> since we were last on the air. Uh, first and foremost, I should I should note that. Uh, Way back on October the sixth, they uh, uh, an announcement was made via Twitter. Uh, or at least that's where the where the news broke first. But that was when uh, Matt Smith's tenure as the the Doctor was officially over. When they finally uh, ceased filming for the uh, the Christmas special. Although if they had, well, I don't I don't know if they were still uh, 
um, filming full on stuff or if they were doing pickups or whatever. But uh, they uh, uh, that's when that that's when that really wrapped up. Uh, luckily, we still get the uh, the episodes, but uh, that's when that officially ended. Uh, just a day later, the what was it? The Radio Times uh, announced that they had dis- or that they I don't know if it was they who had discovered them, but several lost episodes of uh, classic Who were found. So, do, do we know where they were found at, Aaron? I, I know that. Uh, I know most of what they found. What they I know what most of what they found was. But I did they say where they found these things at? Or I want to say they found it in Syria. Really? Yeah. If if I if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. Wow. Um, yeah, for a lot of people who aren't aware, uh, but you'd be aware very quickly if you ever looked up uh, Classic Who on, on like Amazon Prime or on Netflix, there are a lot of Nigeria, things Nigeria, pardon me. They were found in Nigeria. Really? That's even <laughs> crazier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they are... Uh, um, there were just a ton of episodes that were lost, either because of... Uh, poor storage or because back in the day they just recorded over shit sometimes. I think it was around like 106 or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a ton, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, the Enemy of the World is some of the stuff they found. Uh, it was uh, six episodes. Apparently episodes 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6 were all missing. And, and uh, it, it, Those are the ones they found? Mm-hmm. Yep. Web uh, of, yeah, actually, those are, those are included the nine they found in Nigeria. Yeah, the Web of Fear six-episode arc, they said... Uh, episodes two, four, five, and six were recovered, with episode three still missing. Um, and I guess they're getting to work on trying to restore them, or did they already restore them and throw them up on iTunes? I know that's what. They're oh yeah, doing. they're already up. So there you go. Um, that's crazy. Um, that, I don't know. Is that is that a problem with a lot of U.S. shows, or is that kind of localized to Great Britain? Because I don't always hear about a lot of missing U.S. TV shows, like all oh, the the footage of those shows are. Uh, long gone. Uh, at I least from of, I think of a few shows that should be lost and never found <laughs> again. But no, in America that just doesn't happen. We're you know, we're, <clears throat> from cradle to the grave, we're born with our faces glued to the set. Man, it just ain't gonna happen. Yeah, British, you, know, you know, the DVD markets have been just so raging the past few years. Everything. Yeah. The British were like, "You've seen it once. That's that's good enough for you," and they move forward. Uh, well, what else? Gosh, what else was it? there's there's all sorts of stuff. Obviously, the the most recent thing. Is the uh, the teaser trailer for the Day of the Doctor, which isn't exactly a teaser trailer for that app. I mean, it is in so many in so many ways, but uh, there there's literally nothing they show you from the episode. It's it's really more of a of a like happy fiftieth anniversary well, type th- thing. There's there's no new footage from the episode, but there are a shitload oh, uh, of, of, of clues, clues in that thing. Yeah. Oh my god, it, it's. Every time I watch it, like I'm just, it, it, oh my god, yeah. You gotta I, pause I, I'm, and freeze I'm, I'm, I'm going gray from fucking just trying to dissect this motherfucker. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much going on. I mean, it's, oh god, to do a detailed list would be a done. I don't even know if I'd have it done by the time the episode aired because there's just so much in that little, you know, minute and seven or a minute and ten clip that they put up. And they did some hard ass work to digitize the the appearances of some of those doctors. Oh, beautiful, beautiful look, looking. Yeah, graphics. they look they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, so much so that I, you know, if they wanted to include those things like in the episode somehow, I mean, it wouldn't look, you know, human per se. But I mean, I th- think you could include them in the episode in some form or fashion and have it be convincing. Uh, but no, that that was all that was all amazing the way they uh, the way they set everything up. And there are literally a, apparently just 
you know, screen full of clues every frame. So people. Yeah, like it, there's a couple of points where, you know, Clara's face kind of re- is reflected as Sarah Jane's. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's very obvious the doctor's squaring off with someone. Matt Smith's doctor's squaring off with someone at the very end. Like, you know, the, of course, his trusty Sonic will be there uh, to save it. The very first part of the clip where they, where they, they show that old cop uh, and, you know, the, the, the scrapyard uh, on whatever street that was, goddamn, uh, Totter's Lane. You know, it, it it's really truly going back to the beginning, and there's something I could, like we all completely missed uh, up until recently is that November 23rd itself. That date is important also because Clara, uh, that's her character's birthday on the show, or th- that's her birthday. That's Clara's birthday in the Doctor Universe is, is November 23rd. So there, there's a lot going on. They're going crazy with that. Yeah. Uh, so that also means there's probably an actual trailer for that episode coming pretty quick i would i would gotta assume. be absolutely gotta be um re- relatively so i mean the show's a little uh, it's about a month away or so but um you know the next week or two i would expect uh, something else to to hit in relation to that um speaking of trailer news there is actually some trailer news i don't know if you guys saw this or not but uh the uh according to the uh the bbfc the british board of film classification the first trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past has been approved and should be uh, showing up sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, some people are saying uh, um, that it might be even opening with like uh, Thor or something, but that, that seems too far away. We need it earlier than that, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thor doesn't open until uh, the 30th of October in the UK, and I think it's like, what, October 4th or 9th or something like that in the States, I think, I want to say. I don't remember exactly, but it's it's sometime in October, which is definitely too far away uh, for for my taste. Uh, it needs to be like tomorrow or something, I think. November eighth here. Is that November eighth? My bad. Yep. Okay. So wait, it's opening. It's opening in uh, like a week and a half in the UK, and we have to wait. Uh, we have to wait nearly a week further for that. As per usual, my friend, they always get the good shit there first. They got all those goddamn British people in the cast. That's the problem. Yeah. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and, uh, uh, well, uh, Hugh Jackman's close enough. He's close enough. They have the queen. <laughs> they have the, they have the queen on their money, so he's close enough to being British. Um, <laughs> so that, that may be an insult. I hope nobody from Australia is listening to this at all. That could be an insult. Uh, if it is, I apologize thoroughly uh, for that. They just got plumbing there, man. They're they're not up on internet yet. <laughs> oh, um, let me see here. What else? I know there's something, and I'm totally missing it uh, uh, on it here. Oh, yeah, there was uh, uh, news from my neck of the woods. Uh, Bob Orsi was doing the press junket for Ender's Game, and uh, he mentioned that they were uh, he. Or I don't know if it's he necessarily, but uh, they. Uh, and I guess he says they, so whoever the fuck they are, uh, are in talks with CBS for a TV return for Star Trek. And uh, I don't know. I, I I know before when J.J. Abrams was asked about it, he was like, we wanted to do something with CBS. And uh, there was hmm. some problem. There was Because they were like, why not do this? Why not? We do TV all the time. Let's do TV. You know, we'll handle the film franchise, but you guys can do the TV thing. We'll synergize it. There'll be all this shit. And I guess CBS didn't want any part of it. Or uh, maybe maybe after they had two critically acclaimed movies that pulled in a lot of big box office, that CBS is now perhaps a little more open. 
to doing it. Uh, I, I've still got a. Uh, I'm still trying to maintain a relatively low uh, amount of excitement over this because uh, I would love for it to be back. 50th anniversary of Star Trek is is right around the bend. That's just uh, a couple years away. So uh, that would be that would be awesome. But I, I'm fully expecting them to crank out another movie before they go back to uh, to television. And, and quite frankly, I hope that's what ends up happening as much as I would like for uh, Star Trek to be back on TV, which is, by the way, where I think it probably is best suited, uh, just because they, they, they are more about doing you know character and stuff like that. So more suited for television. But uh, I can only handle uh, so much fan bitching at one time. And if they... Uh, you guys, if they uh, they start a TV show and it, it doesn't exist in the prime timeline before J.J. Abrams made his movies, uh, I may have an aneurysm from just reading posts from people uh, <laughs> going on, on nerd nerd rage benders. So I can't handle it. Uh, Glenn, is there uh, going to be a second part of your For the Ladies blog that's up on the website? Yeah, he's got yeah. it hanging low. Ah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, uh, sorry, Vegas kind of. <laughs> Kind of put it on the back burner for. That's a right. Bit. You were in Vegas. How did the uh, How did the Vegas trip go? Uh, it went too well. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I if there's such a thing, strict, Glenn. Very strict liquid diet while I was there. A cleansing of my liver and kidneys. Um, but no, it it is yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of recovering from it. No, it was good. I mean, I got to go on. I got to meet and. Uh, be in one of David Copperfield's acts. That was kind of cool. Tremendous. Did he take Did he take you to Rape Island? I, I wish he would have taken Well, it would have been Rape then. <laughs> but I wish he would have taken me to that island. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it, uh, I just got to disappear and reappear real quick, and then he gave me an autograph and told me to shut my mouth. And I was like, yes, sir. Oh, uh, spoilers, Glenn. Drop the dime. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. I can't. You with a, he threatened you with a knife to your throat. No, oh, don't tell anybody anything. All, all he did was put more hairspray in his bangs and threaten to headbutt him a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but He's no, going to drown yeah. you in one of his overly flowing shirts. Tremendous. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, where was... Glenn was actually hidden, by the way, when he made Glenn disappear. Right. It's just inside the shirt. Just did, anybody, did anybody think that Jeff Goldblum from The Fly would have been like the perfect David Copperfield in a biopic? Oh, sure. <laughs> right? That would have been awesome. <laughs> Instead, he's probably going back to Jurassic World. but uh... Rundlefield. No, he's got the new uh, Wes Anderson movie coming out that he's going to be in. Oh, my God. Oh, that's God, right. I can't wait for that. Jesus. Um, yeah, fantastic. I know, uh, I know nobody has... Uh, I don't think anybody has seen the new Carrie movie yet, but have you guys read the... Uh, the the buzz going on around it apparently it's not all that great yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from it because I, I do want to see it but uh as much as i don't really want i i, I think gravity and uh and uh the the dick house uh bad grandpa are going to be uh leading the charge for my next movie viewing enjoyment yeah i'll be seeing 12 years a slave uh next weekend in dallas my friends and i are going to go i'm jealous there take a lot of tissues that. man i'm jealous i'm jealous if it's sadder than Doctor Zhivago, I'll, I'll definitely need tissues. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it was tremendous. Although I've seen lots of people uh, make hilarious comments about how it took um, a black British director and a oh, mostly God. British crew to make a movie to tell us about our own goddamn history. Did you see the Onion? Uh, In all re- fairness, the, the British probably know more about the history than we do. <laughs> That's true. No, I, <laughs> I saw the Onion article, but I didn't read it. The their review of the film. 
Is that what oh, it was? Man. It, it's yeah. He does a he does a, a video review, and it's basically he's just telling the story of Roots. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the word on Carrie. I see the word on carry, at least from what I've what I've read and what I've seen, hasn't been negative per se. Like they're not saying, Oh, this is an awful film. Most of them are just saying what was the point? It's like it was it was fine for what it was, but it's like they didn't do anything different with it. They just you know, they just told the story and there's some updated effects and the performances are fine, but did it really need to be made? I think is the question they're asking. Um which kind of ruined it for me. I, I don't know. Uh, when I was talking about it on the mini episode last week, I had noticed that it had not been screened for critics, and that's usually a death <laughs> nail. It's like that wasn't screened, and Escape Plan wasn't screened, and those movies are both doing about the same uh, critically right now. So, uh, but hey, before we before we talk about any of that stuff, let's pay some bills real quick. Uh, apparently, you can buy uh, all sorts of shit from Amazon.com, and the best way to do it is by going through cinemageekly.com first. Click the button on the right-hand side of the page. Shop like normal. Uh, no extra charge to you except 8 to 10% of your purchase gets shipped right back to Cinema Geekly to support this website. And, uh, hey, we happen to have a couple of suggestions. A suggestion or two uh, for something you might want to spend some of that hard-earned cash on, especially since one of the movies is uh, reviewed pretty favorably on this website uh, not all that long ago. Is it Man of Steel? Your reference are good, sir. No, no, actually, Man of Steel's uh, came out, I think, last week. I think I mentioned that in the, the thing. But Man of, Man of Steel was re- reviewed fairly favorably. Uh, but no, I'm talking about The Conjuring. That's oh, I love that movie. For October the 22nd, the Blu-ray releases. Uh, that got some good... I haven't seen it yet, but man, it's gotten so many good reviews. I'm There's no way I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to end up seeing it. So, um, Dead in Tombstone from Universal... Uh, that would be uh, oh Danny Trejo's latest effort with uh, yes yeah, Mickey Rourke Mickey Rourke oh yeah yeah that trailer looks fucking awesome like you know it, it, it I have a feeling it might be the same vein as either the Lone Ranger or Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter so don't go there expecting a plot just go there <laughs> ready to watch a lot of shit right. get blown up and Danny Trejo just saying a lot of cool stuff I mean it seems to me like it's going to be like Machete in the Wild Wild West which is totally fine with me uh, with zombies with so zombies you, of course you throw in a splash of Ghost Rider in there too my Nicholas Cage is awesomeness, and you know you got something going. Uh, but to counter that greatness, the internship is out on Blu-ray with Vince Vaughn. But it's the kill. but it's the unrated edition, you guys. So you know they're going to do all sorts of uh, not child-friendly Google image searches. I'm sure that makes my so. balls sad just hearing that. Why not <laughs> Jack and Jill two? When's that coming out? Grown Ups five, Grown Up year. Yeah, the complete third season of Nikita is on Blu-ray. Is this is this a remake of La Femme Nikita? What I've never heard of this show. I, I believe it to be a remake of that show. Yes. Just how how dare you remake La Femme Nikita? That's what I'm place. saying. Um, and uh, the way way back is uh is out on oh, Blu-ray yeah, yeah, yeah. as as well. Um, that's with uh, Steve Carell and uh, Sam, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's in it. Yeah. Uh, so those are your, your Blu-ray releases. I'm trying to think if there's anything on the, uh, uh, you know what? I guess there's a couple of things that we did not get a chance to talk about because of the break in between shows. But, uh, by the way, Glenn, there is a review up on the website for gravity from Stephanie and she really liked it. So that's, uh, 
going along with a lot of the critics. That's got a ninety-seven percent approval rating. So. You, but you know what? Neil deGrasse Tyson hated it. So really, you know, Buzz I am gonna stand in that man's corner. <laughs> See, that's that's so weird too, because um, Buzz Aldrin really liked it. So that's weird. And they, and he's not a he's not a dumbass either. I've I've well, heard it's Buzz, on... Buzz Aldrin never went to space. Oh, I've heard, oh suck on that NASA. No, uh, yeah, it, no, it, I mean, yeah. It, granted, there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of very you know sciencey facts that you know. Right. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've just heard. It looks like it's going to be an amazing movie. Right, right. And I mean, I've heard Buzz on on Neil's podcast before, and they both kind of seem to to know what they're talking about. So it's weird that they have such diverging opinions about it all. But you know, of course, I'm I'm sure the the great Neil deGrasse Tyson. If we ever knighted people in this country, he'd be the first dude on the top of the list, as far as I'm concerned. But um, you know, I'm sure Neil knows in the back of his mind somewhere that you know. You can't do a straight up 100% scientifically accurate film and make it absolutely breathtaking and incredible. I mean, you maybe if you do a documentary that looks breathtaking, and incredible, but you're not going to be able to do drama without taking some, you know, some dramatic license, so to speak. So, right. Um, why did he hate it so much, Glenn? I didn't, uh, I didn't even the, hear him rail against it. Was it the just the thing that this... I heard or read was that he was perplexed by the fact. <laughs> that the engineer, which is George Clooney, is telling the medical officer what her body is going through while she's having a panic attack in space. Like somewhere along those lines. It wasn't even terrified. science. He's just like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like why is the medical officer having being told medical advice? It's just stupid. Like well, that was that was like the the thing that I had I had seen and heard. Perhaps it's a uh, gaff, man. Perhaps it's a gaff unless there's a scene where Sandra Bullock tells George Clooney how to fix something on the ship, yeah. which could then <laughs> balance everything out. Um, <laughs> the um, let's see what else uh, what else crapped up on the website while we were while we were missing. There was a, a second trailer for the Desolation of Smog. Uh, we got to hear uh, the Cumber voice, as it were, uh, all made even darker and grislier, which I didn't even think was possible. But they uh, the people over at Weta managed to do that shit. Uh, so we got to hear the the dragon's voice. Uh, was that a was that a, a nice add on for you, Aaron? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just Cumberbatch on his own, you know, would have been phenomenal. But the fact that they kind of you know dieseled it up a little bit is like okay, now we really got something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was oh, of course the uh, the leaked Comic Con. I believe it was the Comic Con trailer for Godzilla cropped out. I don't know. Is it is it findable on? Uh, on uh, YouTube, did they ever officially just release it since it made its way out? Or no, they're they're like hawks trying to take it down wherever they can. I mean, but I, I thought it, it, it wasn't it was the concept trailer, so it wasn't really like the finalized right. uh, Godzilla look at, which is great because I thought it looked amazing. Uh, and the fact Absolutely. that it had Oppenheimer, you know, the, the voiceover and the show and all the damage. Oh my god, yeah, it was like it it got the nerd juices flowing pretty solidly. So. The shot of the crushed train with all those bodies just laying everywhere. That was, yeah. that was awesome visuals. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, did you? Yeah, I, I think you got a chance to see it. Any any impressions? I, I thought it looked fantastic. I'm the one that posted it, but yeah, no. Were, were you the one? I thought it, I just figured I just figured it was Aaron. Aaron's always the one who's uh, finding that stuff for us. So no, no, I found it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up here because it was like it was posted like five minutes later and I was like, oh yeah, now I'm totally gonna throw this up. No, 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 no. excellent. <laughs> well, if, uh, if people can't, if people can't find it, well, you can always find it at cinemageekly.com. I went out of our, I went out of my way because I got so sick and tired of this happening. Because Aaron 
work so hard, diligent, and apparently Glenn as well. Now I was totally unaware of this, and Glenn, I'm sorry. Because uh, no, I, I think I gave I think I gave the credit to Aaron for finding it on uh, on the mini episode. So I'll take uh, it. I'm sure you will, sir. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean this happens so many times. You guys go out of your way to find all this awesome shit, and it gets put on the Facebook, and I get a chance to watch it, and you guys get a chance to watch it, and maybe one or two others. But you know, by the time the rest of the the Facebook crew or whatever, or the people on Twitter come around, uh, they're they're gone and taken off. So I just I got sick of that. I, I grabbed the trailer put it on my hard drive and then uploaded it on the server. So if people want to see it, uh, it's there, man. Just, uh, go down to the most recent articles on the website or, or hit the, the trailers tab on the, on the top of the website. And the, the whole Godzilla thing is in there for you to, to watch free of YouTube reprisal from, uh, uh, <laughs> legendary pictures or whoever it was that would, uh, legendary would be taking it down. Uh, I thought it looked tremendous. So yeah, uh, it looked really good. Did you guys see the Jack Ryan shadow recruit trailer? The, uh, oh, with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I thought it was okay. I haven't they haven't made one of these since the Ban Affleck Some of All Fears. So <laughs> uh, bear that in mind, Batman franchise. Look at the last. I wonder, franchise wonder if that's going to be in. the subtitle for Batman vs Superman is Some of All Fears. It'll just be a picture of Affleck mooning the audience. <laughs> the Some of All Fears too. Like he's no, got the bat symbol shaved into his ass hair. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I thought this. I thought this was good. I, I thought it looked pretty good. Outside yep. of the outside of the name for the movie, which I thought sounded like a goddamn video game title, but uh, that's okay. I, I didn't mind it. I, I thought they were just going to call it Jack Ryan, but to me, when I heard Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, that sounded like well, you, a, a you, video you need game. cool taglines and everything now for like the hashtag. Oh, of course, thing. <laughs> hashtag Shadow Recruit. Right. <laughs> um, also, Glenn reviewed uh, Beyond Two Souls for the PS3, so that's up on the website. Uh, it looked like you dug that game an awful lot. Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't put it in the review, but there, there is one really, really stupid moment in it. I mean, it's almost ruins the entire game. That I just got to remember. I, I, I chose this path. This is why this is happening. Oh. So yeah, that was that was that was the only thing. Is it was I didn't have to choose it. And I did, and that's why I got to play that part, and it was it was pretty stupid. <laughs> it's the Navajo Indian part, and it, it is really dumb. The, Does somebody uh, throw trash at you and you start crying? That would have been <laughs> tremendous. Tear rolls down the eye. Didn't uh, happen? No. no. Nope. Nope. No. Well, then shit. I take it the uh, I take it the voice acting was tremendous in that game. Yeah, I mean, the voice and the, I mean, it, if it looked, I mean, the, it Willem Dafoe, so it was just as scary. Uh, computerized as he is in person. Probably scarier. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, no, you know, pleasant surprise. He's not necessarily the bad guy. I was expecting this whole time to be the bad guy, and you know, he's he actually actually kind of cares about you. Um, I mean, the only real major major problem I have with it is that it just it wasn't heavy rain. Like I like in heavy rain, you played as four characters, and each thing that you do with those characters can affect the other ones. And then this one, it's you're a girl, and uh, occasionally you can press a button and turn into her uh, soul person that's with her and do stuff. That seems why. That seems why soul person. That seems why. Uh, that seems to be one of the reasons why people seem to be liking uh, Grand Theft Auto V so much is the ability to to yeah. to switch back and forth between characters, which I so desperately want a chance to play. But everybody uh, everybody says it's uh, a whole lot of fun. So if you uh, and apparently, it's it's even more fun if you just play the play the actual game and uh, not like I 
what I presume is like maybe 90% of the people who buy it to just drive around and shoot hookers. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, let's let's see if there's any new hooker dying animations they've added to the game this year. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's uh, am I pigeonholing Grand Theft Auto players, you guys? Or nope. is this a real this is a real subsection? Well, I bought it. Of course. <laughs> I mean, not the new one, but that's why I bought four. It's just oh, a, is it? Just, I want to drive around and shoot people and find some hookers, maybe kill them. <laughs> no, the uh, it uh, th- this one looks really just fantastic. It looks like it's a really excellent game. So I'm uh, that's like a 97 on Metacritic, something ridiculous like yeah, that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm psyched. I'm psyched to play. Just watching some some playthrough videos, just the amount of just the sheer amount of shit you can do. Uh, like Andy, Andy Richter was joking on Twitter uh, where he's like, you know, I wish, uh, I wish in Grand Theft Auto five, I could just crash my car and get out and then just go start a small business and do that for the rest of the game. And people are like, actually, you can do that in the game. You can, you can go start a small business and just run a business if you want to and not do anything else. If you really want to just do that, you can totally do that. Uh, There's a lot of Easter eggs, too. They have a No Country for Old Men part in there that I've Mm -hmm. seen. I thought that was really cool and Mm -hmm. other stuff that I now don't remember. I mean, there's just like a bazillion things you can do. Um, And I know some of that stuff stems from like uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 where they, you know, fully expanded out the the universe a lot more. But I mean, you know, fuck, you can if you want, if you want, you can just stop playing the game and then go do simulated yoga for some goddamn reason. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. (laughs) But you can go simulate yoga and shit and press buttons to breathe in and breathe out and do various poses and shit like that. Uh, when a game is that deep, uh, it just it just screams like endless, endless amounts of entertainment that, at least for me, I think would be wasted if I just spent it driving around crashing into shit. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's me. Am I, uh, am I, am I too much of a prude <laughs> that I want to buy the game for the story and to play through it? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm getting old, you guys. Uh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> miss the, <laughs> I miss the days where people played games with a story. Uh, now it's all about getting on the interwebs, you guys, and just shooting your friends. That's what all video games are. I'm convinced of this. Even the sports simulations. So that's what it's all about. About shooting your friends. Yeah. About, about it's ni- true. And uh, MLB 14, the show, they're going to have a special mode where you can turn your bat into a shotgun and just shoot people on fire. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the beauty of headsets that you can shoot your friends in the soul with your insult bullets. <laughs> there you go. Just take them down. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I've got a couple of quick little uh, tidbits. I, I didn't have a chance to get to put up on the site. Excellent. Uh, if we've got uh, a moment or four. Oh, we do. We we do actually have a little bit of time left. Awesome. Uh, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two their viral marketing campaign is going to kick it up a little bit. Uh, on their the Daily Bugle Tumblr, on uh, courtesy of Tumblr.com, mm-hmm. uh, they released a news article. Uh, where they highlight uh, Oscorp and how well they're, uh, you, know, you know, the business is doing and all that. Where they drop a couple of hints, yeah. uh, including uh, where they talk about uh, like a, uh, you know, they, they make obvious reference to uh, Electro for a prototype alternative energy power plant. Uh, you know, hydroelectric power. They reference Dr. Connors and the attack and all that. But one thing I found interesting is that they mention a flight harness uh, that they oh, do for yeah. the military. Uh, and they also mentioned Spencer Smythe. For anybody you know familiar with Spider-Man, you know the, the, the Spider Hunters, the Spider Killers. I mean the whole robot android hybrid, you know things and all that. I mean so there's a lot going on there. But the part that I found really interesting is that about the flight harness in particular is that uh, 
the rumors were uh, earlier this summer that Colm Fiore uh, was going to be playing uh, Roderick Toombs of Ultra. Mm-hmm. His role is still uncredited uh, as far as any kind of official or you know uh, unofficial casting goes. We know he's in the movie. We've seen stills. We've seen him at the Ravencroft Institute and all that. Uh, I mean, this ties in with that where I, I think you know Mark Webb said no, he's not. But I mean, you know, these guys lie. It's what they do. They, they don't want to. They don't want to come right out and tell us their big reveals. So I'm I'm definitely. You know, in agreement right. that Colm Fiore will be uh, the Vulture. Maybe not in this movie, but the groundwork is going to be laid to where, you know, maybe Spider-Man 3 would be, you know, the, the Sinister Six or something like that. So. Right, they're throwing a tease or something. Absolutely. Um, and uh, recently at the uh, at the Nashville Wizarding World Comic Con, uh, Bruce Campbell has gone on board to say he is more than willing to return to Army Darkness 2. Uh when that gets going, and we know from Comic Con last year, uh, Fidi Alvarez, who did the the great uh, Evil Dead remake, said that Sam Raimi is you know, actually has been working on the script for Army Darkness Two for some time, uh, and rumors are starting to circulate now that it's actually going to bring in Mia and Ash together, mm-hmm. to where they're going to have to both hunt the Deadites, but they're both kind of possessed by evil a little bit. So, if these things actually come to fruition, it could be cool. You know, uh, Bruce Campbell kind of pitched an idea where you know. Every time he kills a dead eye or something like that, like you know, he's gonna sit down and take a breath while the young girl is just ready to kick ass, and he's just like you know, this old man who's been the doing tired it too old long. man. Yes. Yeah, he's like you know, I'm too old for this shit. Like yes, the uh, like the lethal weapon kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's <laughs> I thought that pretty interesting is that you know he's finally piping up about it uh, little by little now. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the the Beetlejuice two is starting to build up some spe- some steam now. Oh my god! We know that Michael uh, Keaton's still attached. Michael Keaton is still attached, and they're thinking now that uh, uh, Tim Burton has dropped out of helming uh, the Miss Peregrine's home for weird kids or yes. whatever the hell it's called, uh, procured <laughs> children. Uh, he dropped out of directing that, so everybody's is thinking now he is fully going to focus right on Beetlejuice two. I'm cool so that'll be this. good if both the guys come back together. Yeah, and uh, the, the last thing I got here is that uh, – or second to last, rather. Um, is uh, Speaking of Bob Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, they are actually working on uh, the Mummy and Van Helsing reboots. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> they're they're going to be putting them out, but what, the really interesting part is that they're both kind of hinting. It said, again, you know, everybody's trying to tie in on this thing now, a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Van Helsing and the Mummy, to where maybe the, you know they could revive like all the Universal, the old monsters like you know, yep. the, the creature from the Black, Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, all that. So mm-hmm. there could be a bit of a, of a shared monster universe uh, coming out. And the last thing I got is uh, it, it ties into to Vin Diesel. I, I can't stop thinking about this guy, and not in like a really <laughs> weird way. Is that the, the more and more I think about them wasting him on Groot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for like the voice where he just says, I am Groot. Like that's the only thing he says. And you know, he, he's talked about, it. he only says it once you got a guy like Bradley Cooper for rocket raccoon, who will be a major part of this movie. will you know, be in almost every scene. Uh, and it's, it's an actual mini role, but Vin Diesel is only going to have the one line. Like the more and more I think about this, uh, is that Marvel has not, has not to this moment come out and officially announced Vin Diesel as actually playing Groot yet. Mm-hmm. All, all Kevin Feig will say, is that he's close. Like, nothing's confirmed he's close to doing it. I am going back uh, to an, an original uh, theory I postulated, is that I, I think he's going to be Thanos. Uh, you know, he, he may get the one line as Groot, right. but there's no way in hell, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy wraps uh, in a matter of days. I, I think he's going to be Thanos. There's no way he 
the, the stunt man they had play him in the mid credits teaser of the Avengers. Yeah, he looked apart, but I mean, a lot of it was due to makeup, a little bit of CGI and all that. Yep. yep. And I, I'm not sure they want to trust, you know, this the villain of this entire franchise essentially to a guy who, double, who's yeah. essentially unproven. Yes, I mean, you know, it's Vin Diesel has already has the bulk. You know, we know he he, he can play a bit of a badass. Uh, he's definitely got the voice to sound very imposing and all that. So, I mean, I, I, he, there's no way in hell this dude isn't Thanos. He's just – they love fucking with us, especially, you know, the, the Vin. <laughs> he, he loves messing with you. But Kevin Feig does too. I mean, you know, these guys, they don't reveal anything at all. Uh, so it's – yeah, he, he's going to be Thanos. There's no there's no way he's not going to be. So that's, I think that's a pretty good choice though. I think yeah, he's got oh, I do too. Yeah. Um, did you guys get to see Walking Dead premiere? Yep. Any Any thoughts or feelings? Like it. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't. I don't want to get into too much about the spoilers in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. But I, I got an idea over who the the mystery person is. Yes. Uh, well, they're doing the slow build as well. I think they. Uh, yeah. Which I'm. Uh, which I'm fine with. It's not like they did anything earth shattering in the first episode. And, uh, well, and in a very dynasty sort of way too. They're kind of leaving it up for there to be several possibilities. Who shot about, Jr. You know, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Glenn, did you get a chance to see it? Or are you still? Uh, you're gonna wait to catch up on this. Uh. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I like. I read the comics and stuff, and I still. Kind have of you watched it, an, Have you watched an episode of the show? I watched the first episode. That's the <laughs> only thing I've ever seen of Walking Dead. <laughs> You're so missing out. And, uh, I mean, I I know it's good. I just. Uh, You're missing just out. Have, no, you're fired. That's. I'm sorry. I, we I have, have a... my reasons for not. Well, I, I've been. Yeah, I just. I have my reasons of not. Uh, <laughs> what are the reasons? Don't don't be shy. I want to know. Uh, I, I got to wait because it's actually going to be an article kind of thing that comes oh, out later. Okay. On. So it, it's I don't uh, it's a very, very private matter that I don't like to divulge <laughs> into. Uh, I can't wait for the blog often. to come out. It's like, oh, my God, I'm already dying for it. Why I'm a zombie racist by Glenn Vove. <laughs> Yeah, just well, like I, mean, I won't watch any shows about the undead. Yeah, it's that I don't want, and I didn't watch World War Z, and I thought I didn't want to. It's just I, I have my reasons for it, and I'll explain later. He's I brought, gotta... he's brought up in a very anti-zombie household, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, everybody I know watches Walking Dead. I mean, even family that I don't talk to and stuff. So you know, it's, it's definitely a family thing. I just I haven't jumped into it. And like okay, I said, it'll gosh, it'll be explained on a later date. A have you never here. seen anything zombie related? Like, you know, Night of Living Dead, anything like that? Shaun of the no, Dead? No, I have. I mean, I, I have uh, I mean, oh, I first, have first. Days later and all that kind of stuff. I No, I like zombie stuff. I just... First, there's for a second a point, I needed to... I, I realized uh, I needed to stop and... Oh my gosh, uh, you become well, addicted. You were a zombie addict. Did you, did you have to go to, <laughs> no, like, no, Zombies really Anonymous? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Glenn is really teasing us here, so he's going to have to come through with uh, with this uh, yeah. with this article at a future date and time. That, that's the blog you work on tonight. <laughs> no, it, it's going to be a while. Fuck, that one, fuck the that ladies part two. Like... I need to know tonight, Glenn. you got to get working that'll, on that. I'm not like going to be able to sleep December. just thinking about this. <laughs> It's going to drive so. him mad not knowing. It's too late. I, the, the gears are turning, man. I just, I, I got to know. Aaron's going to have five articles up on the website tonight, <laughs> postulating theories. Right. <laughs> He's going to be worse than Norm MacDonald about the end of Breaking <laughs> Yeah, you'll, you'll be upset. It, it's, not as, uh, it's not as awesome as, you, as you're building it up to be. It's not as great as a revenge fantasy that you, Glenn, Glenn is really dead in the in a frozen car somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that. I don't I don't go on zombie sex chat rooms, unfortunately. 
<laughs> all so, you really yeah. need for that is like five keys though like uh, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you don't need a whole lot it just hit my head on the keyboard yeah right <laughs> so good Give me the worst chat roulette ever with zombies. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to leave everybody hanging until Glenn gets that <laughs> article wrapped up. Uh, as always, you can check us out on the .com, cinemageekly.com, to read about all, all the stuff we've been talking about, minus the zombie sex chat. I don't think have, <laughs> the transcripts of that are g- not going to be put up. Uh, maybe we will discuss that on an episode of Cinema Geekly Podcast After Dark. Uh, but uh, we, we most likely not. Uh, we're also on all the social medias. Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, Tumblr, all at Cinema Geekly, and we're on the iTunes for your podcast pleasure. Just search for Cinema Geekly and rate and review the podcast, please, or Aaron will come to your house and torture you until you've uh, until you've done it. Or at the very least, he will make fun of your hometown for sure. Oh yeah, and, uh, and please give you about twenty minutes. You'll be able to find us on zombiesexchat.com. Of course, <laughs> we'll, have an, we'll have an account we'll on have there. An, an official account. Uh, and if, and if, uh, you don't want to contact us through any of those other ways, uh, you can always do it the old school interwebs way info at cinemageekly.com is the email address. Uh, so for Aaron DeLos and Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis. Thanks for checking us out on the Cinema Geekly podcast and we'll be back next week. If I don't stumble all over my words, uh. zombie sex <laughs> chats. <laughs>Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Who would you say is your favorite DC female superhero who also happens to have an invisible jet? Wow. Uh, Well, she would definitely have to be from the Amazon, and I would want her to be the leader of the Amazon. So if you were, she would be an Amazon Prime. So I would have to say Wonder Woman would be my favorite. Amazon Prime, Aaron. That's amazing that you just happened to drop that reference. It's that's incredible uncanny. Uh, because Cinema Geekly has, has sold out to Amazon, as a matter of fact. What you say? Yeah, that's true. Amazon Prime. We love it. In fact, I believe you also use it. I use it as well. I use it every day. And just to actually show you that we have absolutely no proof of this, however, but to show you how sincere we are about Amazon Prime, we've been using it long before Cinema Geekly started affiliating itself with Amazon yeah, we're old school Amazon backers. We just love it so much. We that, do. Uh, you know, we decided, why not? Let's let's share it with the world. Let me tell you about it real quick, everybody. It's kind of like Netflix a little bit. There's uh, over 30,000 movies and television shows that you can stream on various devices, like the PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, Roku, uh, TiVo, I think you can get. You can basically get an Amazon Prime app on anything that comes with app capability. The fun does not stop there. If you shop Amazon, I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You don't just get all of the movies and the TV shows streaming for free, but you also get free two-day shipping on literally a gajillion items. And, wow. I don't, and I don't think I am overstating that. I don't believe you are. I mean, to me, that makes it far superior to Netflix because I don't a, get free shipping with Netflix. A gajillion items. Um, <laughs> if you happen to own the Amazon tablet called the Kindle... Not everybody does, but some people do. And if you do have one, especially for your reading purposes, Amazon Prime also gives you the Kindle Lending Library, which means you can kind of go to the digital library, borrow books. You don't even have to buy them. You can borrow them, read them, send them back, and get another book. $79, but that's for the year. That's a one-time payment for the year. And if you piece that out like Netflix, it's actually $20 cheaper than Netflix. 
And you get free shipping? Free shipping. Wow. Tons of movies, tons of TV shows. Uh, it's got a lot free of this. books? Free books. It's got a lot of the same content that Netflix has and some stuff that Netflix doesn't have. They actually have a to. lot of stuff Netflix has. Netflix uh, lost all their license to a lot of stuff like first ESPN, uh, kid shows, uh, things like that that Amazon Prime still has. Stargate. Just throwing it out there. I'm a big Stargate <laughs> fan. Amazon Prime, they've got a sweet deal going on with us specifically right now, and you don't actually have to spend anything and you can help us out there's a banner on top of cinemageekly.com you click it it takes you to where you can start a free trial for one month with amazon prime if you sign up for that amazon sends us money how cool is that they send us money to help with our, uh, our server costs and uh, bandwidth and all of that internet bullshit and it doesn't cost you anything to do the free trial you get it for a month if you love it spend 79 bucks and enjoy it for a year because i I am never not subscribing again to Amazon Prime just because it has literally been that helpful. We buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, and I like watching television. So take money away from a giant corporation. Right. 